Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. I am your host and life coach, Dion Thompson. And I, I just had a very unique dance party with my guest today, Ellen Wong. And um, fascinating as someone you, you know, if you've listened to the podcast more than once, I, I'm a big fan of the dance party and the music. And, and Ellen had shared with me that, you know, music's not her go-to, which after my initial thought that she must be from another planet, I thought, <laughs> How fascinating. And so um, I'm super grateful that you, Ellen, you took the time to be like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get some music that I like, even though that's kind of not been my thing. And you picked great songs and I really enjoyed um, our dance party experience. So thank you for that. Oh, you're very welcome. <sighs> Fabulous. <laughs> I, I have been looking forward to this conversation for a while. So of course, um, uh, I, I, I don't know, was it a month ago, maybe even longer? Mm. My time is a bit of a blur as it has been for the past eight months. Um, when we chatted about doing this episode and I had mentioned to you then that I've always been really fascinated by the work that you were doing now. And so we will definitely get into to that work because it is focused specifically on women, on mm -hmm. how um, the brains and the physiology of women, and not that, that we're different, but that it your work speaks directly to who we are and how we do what we do, mm -hmm. which I flip and love because I love all the hows. Like I'm a big fan of like, ooh, how does this work? I'm very <laughs> excited. So, um, but then to learn a little bit about sort of what brought you to this place, this, um, this very special uh, work that you do. And I'm intrigued by your path because I seem mm. to attract a lot of amazing women who like to do things in unique and fascinating ways. And there's, there's not there's a no, straight line. No, no. I was going to say <laughs> nobody, nobody you've interviewed is like, here's a, here's B. I'm just going to do, 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 um, they don't connect to the hot mess to awesomeness experience. Not sure. Either way. Mm -hmm. Um, I am so grateful that you're here and I'm very excited to hear about your journey. You are a new mom. And mm -hmm. we, as we talked to right, talked about right before we hit record, your kid is not doing all the eating that she should yeah. and all yeah. those challenges that come up, um, just to add to all the other things that are going on in our worlds. There's always just the regular stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so Ellen, please let everybody know a little bit about you, who you are, and, and what brought you to this new space in your world and, and to this podcast today. Yeah. So um, the, the condensed version, nobody <laughs> needs the full, full long story. Um, they can buy your memoir. It's right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, so I, I was always, I've always been interested in healthcare. That's kind of how I got started into working with people. Um, I knew conventional medicine was not the right step for me. And there's definitely a time and place for that. But, and, and for me, at least when I was going into career choices, 
I felt like there was a lot of doctors out there and and uh, conventional medical doctors who all offered a very similar approach and I felt like there was rightly or wrongly like my impression was that there was enough there was lots of that as a choice for people and so I wanted to offer something that was a little bit different and so I kind of went into um, different paths. Speaking of not going from A to B, I originally um, thought, oh, I'll help people um, because I'm a very visual learner. You and I just talked about this. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to help people with the vision. So I wanted to go into optometry. Um, so I actually uh, sat on an, in, in an entrance exam for, for optometry, optometry school where like you have to apply for, for it and you have to write an exam, an entrance exam. And I think it happens like twice a year. I applied for it. I went to the exam room. I studied for it. I showed up and the person, like you have to bring your ID. Mm-hmm. And at that point, my driver's license only had my Chinese phonetical translation because that was what's on my birth certificate. And they took that when I moved to Canada. And so mm-hmm. it didn't have the name Ellen on it. It had like my Chinese name, but it has your picture, obviously. Um, and then my school records only have Ellen Wong. And the guy literally looked at me and was like, excuse me, ma'am, I need to escort you out of the exam room because oh. my ID and my record for application for the exam wasn't the same name. And so, and so it was obviously devastating because I've studied for it. And now there's like a half a year before I can write it again. Yeah. And in that half a year, I looked at different options to see where, what I could do. And I came cross naturopathic medicine. And that's actually why I applied because I was kind of like, I really like the fact that naturopathic medicine offers a very holistic, comprehensive approach, but from a completely different angle and actually fell in love with what it was. And so I didn't write the exam again for optometry school and went into <laughs> naturopathic medicine. So again, like, again, n- never A to B, right? But it was an interesting thing. Cause I mean, at the moment I was it was like so angry at this person because I was like, this picture is obviously me. Like what if, if the government of Ontario will accept this, why can't you? <laughs> like, it was like one of those, you know, it just did not make sense to me. I was so angry. Yeah. And in hindsight, like what a crazy, I don't know what do you want to call it? Universe divine intervention of being like, this isn't, this isn't the right thing for you. Um, started naturopathic college, graduated, began teaching there um, at the naturopathic the school and and during this time I had a lot of kind of personal things going on um, and it really kind of threw me into a very like a quite severe um, state of depression and anxiety and again I had so many tools because now not only do I have the conventional tools I also had all my naturopathic tools and very very honestly they they do help um but throughout my like I'm kind of like a natural researcher so throughout my reading and throughout my investigation of all of this what I really came to terms with is um understanding that there is a biological component that maybe I do need to take something to help regulate Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day you cannot change like like a lot of anxiety and depression has to do with the thoughts that go through your head right and you cannot change the thoughts that go through your head no matter what diet you're on no matter what exercise you do no matter what supplements you take no matter what anxiety, medication, depression, it doesn't matter. I, I came to realize that if I didn't work 
on the thoughts that triggered the anxiety and triggered the mood, I will either always be reliant on mm -hmm. taking things that I wasn't necessarily a fan of taking, um, or like it would just never really resolve the way I wanted it to resolve. Right. And that was what led me down the path of learning a lot about like how our brains work and how do our thoughts affect our mood and what triggers those thoughts and how do we change them and the whole thing about mindset and like all that kind of stuff. And, and this is not to say like, it, because I've, I've been there, is this is not to say anybody who's on any medication for anxiety, depression, like just go off of it because you don't need it. You just need to work on your mindset. Like I'm not <laughs> saying that, right. um, but like, it, like, and, and also I will fully recognize that there was a time in my life that if I wasn't doing all the supportive things with medication or naturopathic stuff, you couldn't mm. talk to me about mindset because right. I was just so like, I wasn't, I wasn't there. I wasn't in, in a, in a state that would have allowed for those changes. So I needed to do all of these things. Um, and now what I've realized is that I know I'm supposed to, you know, exercise in my lifestyle and dietary stuff that affect my mood, but it almost goes hand in hand now. So if I didn't address the thoughts, I will never be motivated to exercise. If I don't address the thoughts, I will never be motivated to change my diet or even to take supplements because I, my mindset isn't where I want to make that change. So then it doesn't matter how much you tell me I need to take my supplements. I'm still not going to do it. I, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. So long story short, that's kind of how I ended up on the path I, where I am now, which is doing a lot of personal development work um, specifically with women. I love, and I can appreciate um, the steps that you took. Mm. And when you reflect back, it's, it's not that you could have bypassed all mm. of the uh, conventional medicine, the, the holistic and naturopathic yeah. work yeah. Um, and been like, just going to go mindset and mm -hmm. I will be great because yeah. it, in the same way that, um, you know, it, if you leave mindset off the table, you're, you're missing part of it. It's yeah. because we are, we are whole beings, mm -hmm. right? Our, our minds are literally, literally entwined with the rest of our body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So everything that we do is part of this very unique or intricate sort of puzzle, mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. And, and they, they overlap and interplay. So yeah. as you increase your mindset, that's more aligned with how you want to feel, then you feel more connected to do the physiological and the, um, the emotional and the mental work, and it all sort of comes into play. And it's mm -hmm. brilliant. And, you know, for me, as someone who works with mindset, mm -hmm. and, but I also have a background in like more traditional science. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always looking at how those pieces all complement mm -hmm. each other. So mm -hmm. I have a, a degree in nutrition mm -hmm. and a background in education. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so I'm like, it, it, the, the, the knowledge of nutrition was never going to be enough. Like I, mm -hmm. I tell people, I know exactly what I'm, what, what there's the list of the supposed to's doesn't <laughs> yeah. mean that I'm going to put that in my face uh -huh. Uh -huh. right? it, because there's more, there's an emotional component. Yes. There's a pattern of behavior component. Yes. There's trigger components. Yes. There's like, there's so many pieces, right? Yes. Um, so I love that you, your a D Z K path. <laughs> <laughs> Getting escorted out by security. That was, oh, that was great. What a gift, right? What a gift. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You want to find that man later and be like, that was the greatest thing yeah. that you did for me. While I was screaming and yelling at you, it was wonderful. <laughs> it's true. It's I, I, I love that it has brought you sort of this almost like a full circle space, mm. right? And, um, 
and so tell us a little bit more about the the sort of magic that you tapped into like what really drew you into the work you're doing now which I've noticed we haven't even said what it is yet so (laughs) a mystery to everybody stay tuned (laughs) next episode yeah um (laughs) yeah I'm because I know the work is magical and I'll just say when I had learned about what it is that you do um and it was sort of through somebody else but I was like oh my god that is speaking to me, right to me. Mm. And at the time, it was not something available to me. In, mm-hmm. It wasn't available in our country. It mm-hmm. is now, obviously. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda. But I really felt so strongly about the work that all the women were doing mm-hmm. um, in Australia and beyond. And, and so I'm really excited about what drew you in, um, where you find the magic within it, and, and then how you use it with, with your community. Mm-hmm. So Creatrix, this Ooh. magical tool. That, yeah, I feel like there should be like a neon sign like right here, <laughs> flashing. When um, I get more tech savvy, I'll have like things yeah. happening on the video. Yeah. <laughs> Pop up. Um, so yeah, so so this, this I always kind of lose my words when I want to describe what it is because it's not really a therapy. Um, it's not really a modality, but we'll, I, I call it a system. It's, it's like a, a system um, called Creatrix. And so you're right, it is very, very recently um, brought into Canada because of, again, the pandemic, um, they started doing their training online. And so I joined one of the Australian cohorts. Um, and so Creatrix is a personal development system that has been designed specifically for women. And it, I, I was personally drawn to it because, and you and I have talked about wanting to know how things work and why things work and, and all that. And so it's based on this really fascinating concept called emotional epigenetics. And so epigenetics is basically the passing on um, of, of traits from generation to generation um, without altering the DNA itself. And so so what they've discovered is that not only can physical traits like you know wavy hair, straight hair, you know blue eyes, brown eyes, whatever it is, not not as just physical traits or conditions um, or diseases, you can actually pass through emotions as well. And so, um, for example, there's so let's say a particular family um, struggles with I'll just say anxiety. Um, it turns out that because of the way, let's say, grandma processes the world and the way she's adapted her life and every choice she makes because of anxiety, um, it gets kind of marked on the DNA and then it goes to mom, it goes to grandchild as we kind of like pass, pass down the, from generation to generation. And it's really interesting because it's, it's very new, the science, and now we're starting to, there's always been a d- debate about is, is, you know, mental health or, or things like anxiety, um, is it like genetics only? Is it nature versus nurture, right? Or is it just that right. the child is exposed to an environment that this is how the parents react and what they're learning now is it's it's honestly both like it's right. part of your nature literally passed through your dna um and partially nurture about coping skills and mechanisms and, and things and how you handle stress and so while creatrix doesn't necessarily work on specific mental health diseases because it's not a modality that's meant to do that mm-hmm. what it does do is it addresses all the different 
thought patterns that we have in our minds. So as women, we have a tendency to hang on to the more negative ones, whether this is a protective mechanism we've had handed down in our genes throughout the years or society's pressure for us to be more than perfect in order for us to be seen on a particular level, like whatever it is, it's just we have a tendency to hang on to negative thoughts more. And my belief has always been that, again, throughout through my story, why I've learned that your thoughts will always, always, always dictate your choices. Whatever your internal dialogue is, is what's going to dictate whether you take a chance to apply for something because you, you think you're good enough or you don't apply because you don't think you're good enough, whether you speak up, whether you wear a certain color because you feel comfortable or you're kind of like, oh, I don't wear this color because I don't look good in it because I never look good in it. Like whatever it is, our thoughts always dictate our choices and our actions. And so to me, like what better way of helping people make changes in their life than being able to address the thoughts? Beautiful. So when I talked to Brie, the person who introduced me to Creatrix, um, I think you, do you know her? I feel like, you, I, yeah. Well, yes, because kind of how we connected was through the Wellness Leadership Academy, which yes. is how I knew. And she's on the other side of the world. So I don't yes. wouldn't say I know her personally, but yes, I know her. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so hi, Brie, I'm sure you're listening. Hi, Brie. Um, so, so the thing that I learned through Brie was that a lot of mindset work can help you change your thoughts, mm-hmm. right? So like you can learn to say this instead of like it, remove the should and say this instead. Like, so we, we all know that there's lots of resources and, and, and that, and I think that's very helpful because again, your thoughts will dictate your, your actions and your, your, your behaviors. Interestingly, though, for women, our thoughts ingrain very deeply because our thoughts trigger an emotion. Mm-hmm. And so um, for a lot of women, changing just what you say isn't enough right. because it, it's like doing affirmations when you don't believe in them. So, so if you look at the mirror and your affirmation is, I am beautiful, I am enough, but deep down, there's like that makes you kind of cringe because mm-hmm. you don't believe that it's true. Right. That that disconnect in what you're saying and the emotion you immediately feel make it even more difficult to do the affirmation and to have that create a change in your life. Because internally, almost every time you do that affirmation, you're reaffirming that you don't actually believe that. Right. I and so I there's a word that I I have no idea if it's a real word, but I kind of. I use it all the time um, with my clients and just with people in general. I'm like, you need to re-emotionalize that, <laughs> right? Like, I, I don't think that's a word, but that's okay. Nope, but it's my word and you're all welcome to use it um, because that's, you know, the, the thoughts literally biologically trigger things to be released into your body yes. then then creates feeling. And then the feeling it exists. And the more that you have that feeling, the more comfortable it is to have that feeling, even if it's a crappy feeling. Yes. And then it will trigger more thoughts. And so, you know, with a lot of my clients, I'm like, you may not notice the thought until you're already feeling the feeling because then the feeling triggers the thought to then happen. Or, you know, I noticed it in my daughter the other day, she was feeling very sad. And then she had to tell me about every sad thing that's ever happened to her. Yeah. Right. She's like, mommy, do you remember last week when this terrible thing happened? I'm like, your body's asking you to remember as many, like it's, it's trying to stay there in that state. Right. And, um, and so, yes, it's not just about changing the thoughts. It's about recognizing the impact of that thought, yes. the context, the meaning yes, and everything absolutely. attached to it. Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's like you said, it isn't just, um, 
you know, do the work in traditional medicine and don't worry about the mindset yeah. or vice versa. Like they, all these pieces have, have to come to. together. Absolutely. You have to be aware of what's transpiring absolutely, so that you can address it and then shift it. Not just, yes. you know, I, it's so true. And I've noticed it so often in women when, yeah. Okay. The law of attraction says I have a million dollars to be all in the, yeah, the yeah, yeah, and yeah. in the now and in the present. Yeah. And then you, like you said, go, yeah. So the, the work you have to do is about sort of staging up to that. Mm. So I am the one who I, or working towards, and you mm-hmm. try to shift some of the emotions so that when mm-hmm. you get to, you know, I'm yeah. the one with a million dollars, you're yes. like, you okay? Yeah, maybe. Exactly, right? exactly. And so the, the great thing about Creatrix for me, like my personal journey through into it was, was that it was that I knew that it could, it could reframe the thoughts, like release all of those negative thoughts, as well as release the emotions that were attached to those thoughts so that you get a fresh, clean clean slate to start off with and so I went through my personal creatrix journey because again like I had gotten my point to that point where I am now doing the mindset the meditation and all that kind of stuff but like internally there was still like a cringe like it was just like I couldn't it was actually something I I would describe it as like this thing in my chest that couldn't open up like it just it just Mm. couldn't release and so when I I chatted with Brie and did creatrix with her I had not felt that amount of release and that like almost like that vault in my chest that couldn't open Mm. um and that that thing was there for like so many years I don't even remember waking up and not feeling it and I remember going through creatrix and not feeling it like I just woke up one day after a couple of sessions and I was like and I remember actually saying to Brie my brain is like empty like (laughs) Like there's nothing going on. And she's kind of like, yes, that because all of the thoughts that were going through there before were all negative. And now that we've cleared them all, you have a clean slate. So your choice, your choice, what do you want to put in? Like, what are the thoughts you want to put in now? And what feel exactly what you said, what emotions do you want to attach to those thoughts? And how do you want to perpetuate that happening for you as a cycle? And like, it was, it was again, like, it was beautiful. And, and to my knowledge, creatrix is I think the only system in the world that's been designed specifically for how women um, work, whether it's kind of from our thoughts and our emotions and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the only system in the world that can come with an outcome guarantee. Like if you are a good fit for Creatrix mm. and you follow through with it, there's an outcome guarantee that you will not have those thoughts return into your life, not like the way it used to, right? And so, and it's like, again, like the, you asked me what drew me to it that like, just to be able to be like, you are, are you fully sure you're ready for this change? Because if you are, I will get you there. I love that. And you know, for a lot of women, I'm sure you have will probably experienced this um, and, and your clients go through this. If you're last on the list and then you, you know that you need to do something, but the idea of investing in yourself, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. That is not a thing. Mm-hmm. Unless it was formal education where someone would hand you a piece of paper, mm-hmm. then I'm all about giving them my money. But when it came to me doing work or, um, you know, taking money out of my home or out of my children's lives mm-hmm. and putting it on me, uh, it, it can feel really like, yeah, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Even just that piece of like, it, it's guaranteed that 
I mean, from a buyer's standpoint, I'd be like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. In, and, you know, added to the right candidate ready to do mm-hmm. the work, because of course, um, when it comes to all elements of mindset work and, mm-hmm. and transformation, um, if you're not willing to take responsibility, if you still keep mm-hmm. putting the power outside of you, mm-hmm. it's not going to work because you haven't taken the power back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. And, and I love, um, not only does it focus on, you know, working just with women and having systems uh, uh, set up to, to be for women, I really do love the connection to what it means um, to be a woman with, the, with our cycles and with energy mm-hmm. and with, um, mm-hmm. you know, how we experience the world biologically, physiologically, mm-hmm. and the impact that that has, because again, our body is a, is a whole Mm-hmm. Right, our mindset is impacted by what's going on in our reproductive system mm-hmm. every single mm-hmm. month, and mm-hmm. you know hormones don't stop at the neck. You know mm-hmm. they 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 circle and cycle yeah. through everywhere, and they have an impact on you as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, me personally, having experienced uh, undiagnosed but massive, massive issues in relation to my cycle mm. so that every two weeks I was incapacitated oh, gosh. Um, mentally and physically. And so it became where I just developed a habit of not feeling like I could do anything. Right, right. Feeling really disempowered because right. if, I, if I wanted to do, if I wanted to join a gym, mm. it would take me about maybe three weeks to not go because right. something would happen. And right, then I'd be right. like, oh, so I think the longest I ever committed to something that used my body uh-huh. was maybe two months. Yeah. And then my body would fail me. And so then I would, I had this very disconnected relationship uh-huh. with uh-huh. my body because uh-huh. it constantly failed me. Right. And it, it wasn't it, it wasn't a me. Mm. Um, and so I love, 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 love how the work that you're doing Again, it's holistic mm-hmm. um, and it takes who we are and how we do what we do into consideration when you're applying the systems and the, mm-hmm. and the practices mm-hmm. um, for us to be able to improve mm-hmm. and, and just freaking in love with it. <laughs> yeah, one of the things that you just mentioned that I, I think is, is really, I, I think it's, like, it's a reflection again of, of where we are as women in today's society because you're totally right. Like your, your body has natural cycles, even if you don't, even if you don't necessarily, even for women who maybe had a hysterectomy or don't have their periods or whatever it is, your cells are programmed to respond to cyclical changes because that's kind of how our body has always been. And so again, like we've gotten into this phase of our lives and society where in order to prove your worth, you must be able to go, 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 and always go at this pace. Right. But for women, we naturally have a cycle. And I'm not saying your cycle has to be 28 days and like whatever, like, like you, I don't, it doesn't really matter. Like if your cycle, well, physiologically, if your cycle is you know, all over the place in 70 something days, that's like a whole other conversation. But like, realistically, is that we do have ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. And I see so many women, and you must see this too, where it's very hard to honor the ebbs and flows when you feel like in order for you to be productive, to be good enough to match up, you have to constantly be producing at this whatever level. And then the minute you don't, because you get your period, because you have PMS, you hate on your body. It's like, yeah. I hate this thing that's happening to me right now. And but like, like we just, 
and I, and again, like you, you've shared a little bit with me prior to this about your story, but yes, if you're in debilitating pain, absolutely treat that because nobody wants you to be in debilitating pain. And if, let's face it, if you're in debilitating pain, you don't really want to work on your mindset and do all that kind of stuff. Like that's fine. But like, let's not hate on our bodies for the fact that we have natural cycles. Like there are times of the month where you will be a little bit more tired because your body is going through hormonal changes and that hormone affects everything in your body. Like you said, it doesn't stop here. It goes to your (laughs) brain too. And so like, I'm not saying don't go to work or like whatever, but like, just be a bit more gentle with yourself. Like today, you're not, you know, in the next three days, you're not going to be as productive and maybe you should even learn to work with it and kind of be like, okay, Absolutely. like I know that in these three days, five days, my body's just really not going to want to start something new. So unless this is my only opportunity and that's something I have to do, maybe it's and, okay not to start it this week. Like, like, let's just be okay with the fact that we have changes in our body. And there's a flip side to that, which I think that we, if we don't honor the the let's say an ebb I have no idea if that goes down low I um, don't either I just thought about that I was like well one thing I don't know something so peaks and valleys I guess yeah. so you know to honor where we are in our own personal cycle of life so I have had a hysterectomy and so I don't have the 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 obvious cycle mm. of things but I recognize my own energy levels and that's beautiful that's perfect right and it's it, for a while though I felt even almost disconnected from my woman you know, working with individuals and knowing beautiful people who, who embrace their cycle. I'm like, I never got that luxury. Mm. I lost it before I knew to, I could appreciate it. Right. And um, so now I'm working, you know, working with what I have, but just like there are days where I maybe don't feel as outwardly or tangibly productive. I have days where I am on fire. Yeah. And so yeah. if we, if we negate the lows, sometimes we might miss or not be able to fully appreciate and take mm. advantage of mm-hmm. when we are bang on yep. in the zone and yep. even understanding the cycles of the day. So I'm a morning person. I, mm-hmm. I could bang out what I like an eight hour workday in three hours. Right. And at, you know, by the time seven o'clock rolls around, I'm like in the morning, I'm like, that's a good day. I did a lot of stuff today. Yeah. And then I just do other things. Yeah. Um, whereas my husband, that is not happening. Yeah. Right. So his his prime time is the, the wee hours of, of the morning, like before he goes to sleep. Mine right. we actually like ships in the night, he'll go to bed and I get up. Um, <laughs> but I know people that are like, you know what? My bang on time is from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. I'm like, then then use it. Yeah. Set boundaries around yeah. it. Take yeah. ownership of it and be and 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 love up on whatever it is that your body yes. does and yes. when it does it. Love it. And, it. and then it, it's also during those moments when we're, we're more connected to what feels good. So we're more likely, you know, that's when I want to be setting, like, maybe I do my meal prep stuff, or maybe I'm thinking about um, a new project I have on the go or something that requires some long-term work. Yeah. And I want to stay connected to it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to use my magic time. Yeah. And that's when I'm going to do yeah. that. And, and that requires the practice of paying attention you know, just yesterday, someone was saying, you know, how do you learn to listen to that voice you didn't know you had? Mm. I'm like, you just practice. And just Mm -hmm. like any practice, you have to set a time, (laughs) sit down, consciously do it and and connect to it. It's uncomfortable because it just is. And you're like, cool. If it's uncomfortable, that means I'm growing. Yay me. Um, And and then you just, it it just becomes part of that piece. So just, you know, 
just the big tangent here off of, of the work that you're doing, but, but how valuable it is to recognize and, and, and take ownership and, yeah. and love up on what you, what you got, yeah. whatever that I, is. And I don't actually think it's a, it's a big huge tangent at all, because again, you and I have talked about this. It's, it all comes down to awareness, mm-hmm. right? And, and awareness is a practice. It's something you have to, because again, we're so bombarded nowadays. And I'm not, like, I sound like I'm this person who lives in a bubble who's like, doesn't touch technology or like, <laughs> like, like it's, it's it, an awareness is a practice. It's something that you have to kind of break through all the chaos and the signals that come at you left, right, and center, and just be able to, to know, um, is this a, ebb or flow, whatever the, 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 va- the, the valley, Valleys, <laughs> the <yeah>. down, <laughs> yeah. like, is this a down moment where I need to just honor that? Or am I procrastinating? And that's actually one of the questions that I get asked a lot from, from women that I work mm. with, because I, I do both productivity coaching and create trick stuff. And to me, it's hand in hand. Like you can't be productive if your mindset is all negative and chitter chatter about things you can't do in your life. So therefore right. you don't do them. Um, right. And once you kind of clear out and put the positive thoughts in, then I teach people systems to actually achieve whatever goal it is that they want to achieve. So people ask me this, they're like, well, how do I know I'm just like, not just procrastinating versus it's like, a a valley versus a whatever. And it all comes down to what you have been saying, which is being aware of, of yourself and being like, Mm -hmm. being able to sit with that discomfort. I was about to say sit with the uncomfort, which is not the right word Um, (laughs) to sit with the discomfort and, and be honest with yourself and own up to it. Am I, am I procrastinating because it's just a valley time and I need to honor that and take it slow? Or am I procrastinating because my mindset isn't there and there's something that I am trying to avoid, which is what procrastinating is all about. Right. And then, and so just sit with that and just be like, what is it? Which is it? And if you can figure that out, your solution is obvious. Absolutely. And procrastination comes up a lot because it, for the societal norm of your value is based on how much you produce mm-hmm. um, and how much people can see th- that you've done something. Yeah. Um, then when we're not doing anything, we're like, oh, I'm procrastinating. Yes. But what we often miss is sometimes the sitting is mm-hmm. the thing. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and so to honor the time when your body needs to reconnect to the earth, when mm-hmm. you need to rest, when um, you need to breathe, when you need to eat, whatever it may be, um, that's the work. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's, I kind of called it like, it's the work before the work. Mm-hmm. It's the stuff that, that it's like building that foundation, yes. right. And, yes. and stuff that I talked about at the event, it's about, you know, that you can continue to show up to that. Yeah. And then when you are challenged by a new great thing or a thing that's not so great, mm-hmm. um, you can trust yourself in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to, the idea of procrastination for me, I've always found it fascinating because often there's that fine line. Is this something I'm procrastinating on because I have not aligned my mindset? I've not done that work or is it something that's not meant for me? Yes. And so when you sit, when you get into the practice of being with it and, and tapping into your awareness, you can ask yourself those questions. Is this an action that is aligned with my, my, my greater Mm -hmm why Mm -hmm. to the, my greater goal, because Mm -hmm. if it's not, or whose goal is it attached to? Yes. Whose values, who's like, is it my employer's values? And does that matter to me? Is it somebody else's expectation of me? And then, and then go, yeah, 
the reason I'm not doing this is because it's not mine to be done. Yes. Or the reason I'm not doing this is because I've forgotten how important it is for my larger goal. And mm-hmm. when I think about my larger goal, I look down and go, oh, I get to do this, yes. not I have to do this. Yes. I right? love that. Yes. Well said. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's I something it's, I tell myself often. <laughs> and that's and that's part, like it's totally, it is like a lot of people are like, oh, I'm 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 lazy, I'm procrastinating. And I'm like, but and and we all do it like we all have days where we're just like oh, I really just don't want to do this and that's mm-hmm. okay too right like but I find that and this is like, it's one of those things that I, I talk about it's like people love kind of working with to-do lists and I'm always like I just like just take your to-do list and I want you to divide it into two columns one is a to-dos because it's for you and one is a to-dos because it's for someone else and if we're very honest about it more often than not it's to-dos for someone else and to do's for me right yeah if you're an employee of an organization sometimes you may feel like you don't have the choice like there will be times and like let's be very honest like I wonder if anybody from the naturopathic college will listen to this because there's sometimes (laughs) I have to do things for my (laughs) employer that I don't love doing but then I do exactly what you said which is I pull back and go does this align with my higher goal of whatever, whatever it is that I wanted to achieve when I signed up to be an instructor here. That's and right. If because it does, your employer then gives you the money, which then the money does the what, right? Yeah. And if, and if, if you, that is not a direct line for you and you need to make that connection, or if you're making the connection, and you still don't feel good about it, then you know that maybe that's an environment that is not yes. aligned, right? Yes. And, and, but you have to be able to ask yourself those really yes really honest questions and be willing to answer yourself Mm -hmm. and not bullshit yourself. Yes. And be honest with the answer. And it's like, and there are, and I will hands down say there are times where it's been like, this is not aligned with, with my values and what I want. And it, it doesn't actually like the money is no longer an issue. Like this is fully just off the charts. And then having the the courage to go and talk to someone about it and be like, I recognize that I need to work here for this many hours and I'm willing to give you this many hours. It's just this, this particular project really, really isn't something that I'm, I'm comfortable or interested in doing and having, and having the courage to have our conversation. And there are definitely times and I will hands up, say it, like sometimes there are things that I don't like doing, but I recognize the fact that I'm not like, it's just part of my employment and I'm getting a paycheck. And so I just direct that and be like, that money is going to then do this thing for me that I really want to do for myself. And then suddenly it's like, okay, fine. Like, you you know, and there are so many of us who we, we, you can get easily caught in the justification loop if mm. you don't continue to take that bigger step back yes. and go, how many times have I had that conversation yes, with myself? absolutely. <laughs> right? Like, and go, maybe, like, I that that happened to me. So I was constantly going, I could just do this. I could just do this. I could just, you know, I'm, I, I, this isn't that hard. I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to do this. And after a while, the, the, the path I went through was then I started to feel feelings I couldn't control anymore I couldn't Mm. negate and I couldn't Mm. ignore but then I placed them outward so then it became this person's fault this organization's fault and everybody's Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the problem and then fortunately went you know what there's nothing wrong with my job Mm. I have a great job it's just not mine yes and and then kind of go yes I could probably do these bits and pieces and maybe for a little for a while. I've done it now for a while, but it's, it's, I'm at a point where 
I am no longer doing the job. It's, it's justice. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I left my job and the woman who replaced me, brilliant, just yay. Cause she's awesome. And she's awesome for that job because it wasn't the job's fault. It wasn't the organization's fault. It was just my existence in it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so, but if you don't continue to show up to that conversation, you're not willing to go there, then um, you can either get stuck with your head down, Mm -hmm. just kind of, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. You can get stuck hating on and Mm -hmm. blaming everything around you for Mm -hmm. all the things that are going Mm on. Um, Or you can be free. I, I think that that is absolutely key. Like it, it comes down to, there will always be things that we sometimes have to do for other people now, mm-hmm. especially now that I've become a new mom. Like you said, I'm recognizing that there's always going to be something that I might, like, I don't love struggling with feeding my child, but if I don't feed her, that's going to be a problem. And so like, <laughs> there will be things that I, I, I am quote unquote stuck doing, but it's a matter of then kind of looking at it and being like, how often do I feel like I'm in this stuck situation? And mm-hmm. is it still aligned with my values? And, right. and, and if you are someone, like you said, that just kind of sticks your head in the sand and goes, I'm stuck, but I'm fine. I'm stuck, but I'm fine. I'm stuck, but I'm fine. Well, eventually you're not going to be fine. I'm just going to say that mm-hmm. bluntly mm-hmm. out there right now. Like so either, yeah, either yeah. mentally or, or physically, physiolo- physiologically, yes. like you're going to break. Yes. Something is going to happen or or, and this might be the, the, the or that happens right before the breaking point is you're going to pick up some really, really poor coping habits because that's, mm-hmm. that's what you're using to oh, bring. Oh, there's nothing better than numb if you're trying to hide. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. Just, let's just not feel that's yeah. easy. And that's actually, that's part, and this is a perfect thing for, you know, kind of segue to, to one of the things that you asked me earlier, which is like kind of why I do the things that I do. Mm-hmm. And one of my, my biggest mission is to help women prioritize their happiness as much as their success. And that to me is this whole conversation that we're having. It's, it's, I want you to be successful in the things that you want to do for yourself, whatever that is. First of all, let's define what success means to you and not what society has told you success is because yeah. everybody's, is, and if, if it happens to be the same as society's good for you, as long as it's an honest answer. Um, but whatever success is to you, I want you to like feel happy doing it. I want you to feel happy working towards it, right? Like happiness is is never on the other side of success. You can't go through life like that. If I meet some definition of success, I will then be happy. Never works. Yeah, it's and not. So, it's never a if if then. It, it, yeah. it has to be a now. Yes. And and, and then. Right? Yes. It, yeah. It has to happen. What is the point of being successful if you're not going to be happy to enjoy your success? Right. So you actually have to like, they travel side by side, hand in hand. And mm-hmm. again, like you're way, way more likely to achieve whatever success means to you mm-hmm. if you're happy doing it. And that's, you're gonna, a, like, that's a belief system that for so many women needs to be, that's the first thing to look at because mm. I didn't know I, happiness was on the table. Mm. It just, just wasn't wasn't a thing. So to say, if someone had said, you know, success and happy go hand in hand, I'm like, I don't know what you're mm. talking about. Um, because my happiness was dependent upon what other people were doing. And if they were doing, if I brought joy to them, then that was my purpose served. So that was what I correlated to happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, my belief around whether or not I was deserving or whether what I had was enough, or, you know, you get what you get and you don't get upset to quote Pinkalicious, um, which you'll probably learn in a couple of years. Um, and 
it wasn't until I rocked that belief system around what it is that I was allowed to have and what it meant to be happy and what that Mm -hmm. actually could look like. And that it was an internal job. Mm -hmm. It wasn't an external Mm -hmm. um, vocation, Mm -hmm. which, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that once you address that piece, then I was like, yeah, I want the happy. Yeah. Yeah, And and I'm a driven, very passionate, creative person. I want the success too. I Mm -hmm. want, and it's not that I want one, I don't want one in spite of the other. I don't want to be blissed out and not be able to feed myself. Yeah. And I don't want to be, you know, on top of the world and, and needing to numb because that's the only thing. And that's honestly where I was because for a long, long time, I used work and success to numb out everything else that was happening in my life. And so I worked really, really hard. I like pumped in tons of hours, accomplished a lot, was like the person that people were like, if you need this thing done, give it to Ellen. It's going to get done in half the time you think it's going to need. Like that was me. But I also... Ooh, badge of honor right there. Yes. Like I wore it like a badge of honor because it was the only thing that was giving me my self-worth. And every time somebody was like, you did a great job. Yes. Let's give it to Ellen because she'll be able to handle it. Like I felt happy and I felt like that was where my confidence came from. That was where my self-worth came from. And it, it was until I realized that I was by every definition checking off the success boxes. Like I literally like, you know, was hired as a, like a professor very quickly after graduating. You know, I moved past whatever, I don't actually remember what the levels are anymore, but like I moved past the level faster than the people thought I was going to move, but you know, like all those things. And I had a busy clinic, like it just, every check box was there. But like, if I had the courage at that time to admit it, I was not happy. Not that, like, like, like you said, there was no ounce of joy. There was no ounce of happiness. I felt neutral because I was doing all these things that to numb out the anxiety and the depression, like all that stuff. So I was kind of neutral. So I was mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. But I didn't experience joy, like the experience of being excited and like genuinely happy about my day and what I was doing. It like I didn't feel that for I don't know how long. I can a couple of things. I'm relating and I'm experience re-experiencing for, for myself your story because there's so many parallels and what has come to my mind i mean you and i are two blips on the planet and here we are um, having gone through some significant experiences that are very similar which you know i i jokingly said i was going to name my company honey you're not alone because i really (laughs) feel like that is needs to be heard that no matter what you you were going through that there are others who who have been with you in that mm. moment whether mm. you knew it or not and mm. and so for me because everything was externalized my value my worth my confidence like you'd said you know so I've done a good job okay good I'm I'm good yay yes. that, makes, yes. that makes me happy yeah. um I had no internal drivers so I had nothing and it, what came it came very apparent to me when my husband said to me you don't have any hobbies. Mm. You don't, you don't do anything for fun. Mm. And I went, what? I throw parties. <laughs> I, I like do stuff for people. I, yeah. I make, like I, I used to make food and like bring it to, I'm like, you know what? You're right. I don't yeah. have one thing that I do mm. that if no one was watching, I would still do it. Mm. 
Mm. And so that is when I turned to art. Mm. And I was, I was like, I'm not creative. I can't even draw stick men, but I just, I, I got some pens and some markers and I just spent some time by myself in the morning doing this stuff just for me. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like, oh, oh, this is nice. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this was a thing. And that is what brought me to a space where I truly believed, oh, I'm fucking awesome. And <laughs> I love me. And I think that all these things that I'm doing that I love doing because I love doing them matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay me, right? Yeah. It was, it was, we're f- talking five, seven years here of, of connecting to that. What would you say was your thing? The thing that once you experienced it for yourself and found joy within it, that it didn't involve other people that, I mean, art is one way. Um, it could have been anything, but would you say there's something that you tapped into that's like, this makes me happy. This, I like this, this is mine. And yeah. Um, cooking. <laughs> uh, uh, it, honestly, one of my things that I, that I, really genuinely enjoy doing is trying out new restaurants like that is a thing for me it doesn't it can and it's 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 a huge range from like super fancy whatever michelin star ones to like hole in the walls i don't really care as long as the culinary experience behind it is something that i enjoy and i am the person who will read up on the restaurant the history the chef if they put it the history of like why it's a hole in the wall and why it survived this long like i want to like when i travel to places i will look up hole in the wall restaurants and be like where does the local really love going to eat and why like i will read up on blogs and like (laughs) i will like plan my trips around what i want to eat because to me it's a it's a cultural experience there's a whole thing behind like it's not just the chef is good because the chef is good or it's not just a hole in the wall. People like it because it's like, there's always a reason. And I want to know what that reason is. And then I want to go and experience said reason when I show up there. So this is like a huge thing for me. Now, I will not say that my cooking is anywhere near this. It's not, uh, but it has given me an appreciation of of food and of slowing down because Mm. I don't care where you're eating. If you want to enjoy that meal, you can't be not present. You can't be on your phone. You can't be like, like did you, you know, if you're thinking of a million things and your mind is all over there somewhere, yeah. what you're putting into your mouth, you cannot taste, you cannot savor, you cannot appreciate. And, and I love that experience. And so for me, that's, it's not creative per se, but it is something that takes me completely out of mm-hmm. whatever is, on my mind, bothering me, whatever, because I want to savor that experience so much. So, ooh, can I share a thing? I <laughs> yes, this is totally something I wanted to do, and then the pandemic. Well, first, I, first I gave birth, so then that was difficult, and then the pandemic happened. But, but I, I want to do this experiment where I team up with like a local restaurant. So, local restaurant owners, if you can hear me, um, <laughs> I, I want to have this thing where, um, um you can go to the restaurant and the experiment is you your cell phone gets put in a glass box or a plastic box on the table and i want people to kind of experience eating the food and enjoying the company whether it's just yourself because i will go to a restaurant and eat on my own and enjoy it just as much as if i have someone there with me but like can you enjoy your own company or the person in front of you without picking up the phone and then to notice how many times did you want to go pick up your phone? 
right. right? And then maybe do this thing where like, if you succeed not picking up your phone, you know, we'll donate a portion of your, whatever your meal cost is to a charity or like, so, like I really want to do something like that to raise awareness around being present while you're eating, enjoying it. And because honestly, like, like what you eat is what fuels your body. So like, mm -hmm. love it, love what you're putting in there because you're loving something that's going into your body. That's giving you the nutrition and the energy to do whatever else it is that you want to do in your life. Right. So this is kind of an experiment I've been like really wanting to do, which is like, can we make it, you know, work and, and, you know, restaurant owners, if you're worried about people not Instagramming things and whatever, we can do <laughs> like a whole hashtag around it and they can take Absolutely. a picture out afterwards or before yeah. and tag your restaurant and we can still give you all the publicity. <laughs> just like, I want people to just, get, it's a win-win really. They get the publicity of participating, charity gets some money, you yeah. know, for like the donation that comes from this experiment. But like, that's what I want for people. It'd be like, like enjoy it. And, and, and connection is such a huge part for your mindset, for your happiness. And so like, like, can you tell I'm really like worked up about this? Like, I really yes. want to do this. Like, this is like a thing of mine that I'm like, if a restaurant is wanting to partner up with me to do this, I'm all yours. Cause I, I really think this is something that is worth exploring. Like how many times did you want to touch your phone during this, what this a, meal? What a great exercise in reflective practice and reflect and, and that being aware, mm -hmm. right. Even for, for your clients as to challenge them, if you know, oh, I'm not going to sit and think about my thinking, but to challenge them with this sort of external activity. And then you, you know, you have to monitor and you have to say, and, and, and acknowledge how many times you want to, even if it's like one touch my phone, <laughs> want to touch my phone. Someone's yeah. in the back going check. Yeah. Right. I, I am willing to bet people want to touch their phone more than they think. Absolutely. And, and, oh, my, my research brain and my, like, I want to write a paper about this brain is very excited about this. And I'm so, I just want to comment. So for those of you um, who are either watching or listening, um, you may have noticed the, the spark that was lit <laughs> the minute you started talking about being able to go to restaurants and experience that experience. And, and that's exactly what I was talking about, about we just don't have the habit or we've not given ourselves permission to do the things for us, to mm. make ourselves a priority, make our happiness a priority. And when you do that, it can then it, it fills you up in ways that you can't even imagine that makes it possible for you to go out and do the other things, to mm -hmm. be of service, to leave that legacy, to support and love and care for others. Like this, it doesn't take away from what you give. It, mm. it completely adds. And I mean, even if I could just bottle that up, you right there in that moment, I'm like, whoo, let's just take that. That was so energizing. And um, just to be, just hear you talk about it. So that's a, another component. So, you know, for me, I created art, but it wasn't about keeping it a secret. Mm. It wasn't about, it, it's, it was for me. But when it had a positive impact outwardly, that was just a bonus. Mm. And so I got to share that excitement and that love for that thing that, that lights me up. And then, and I talked to my daughter about this because I had the word impact on my vision board and that's how I saw it. So I'm doing the work for me and then there's an impact, but mm -hmm. the focus is on me. The focus isn't on the impact. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And when I explained that to her, she's like, oh makes sense 
And it wasn't like a week later that um, she had done something that she really enjoyed and it had a positive impact on the friends in her class. And my husband was like, that was really nice of you. And she's like, no, it was for me. It was impact. I'm like, oh, the front door. <laughs> <laughs> Serious mom win. And, <sighs> and for, for you in your practice, it's, are you going to be running cooking classes? Maybe not, mm. but just that energy that you hold and then you, you get to share with mm. the world. That's such a gift. So thank you. Thank you. So Ellen, other than uh, your new research project that will be launched very soon with a restaurant yet to be named, <clears throat> yep. <laughs> um, what, what's on the horizon for you? What, what do you have coming up in your world? What okay, you so working? this is the first time I'm talking about it Ooh. on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Out in the world. Yeah, yes. with whatever this is. Um, so I have decided to, to um, separate the personal development component out of my naturopathic practice. Because to be very honest, it gets a little bit confusing for people when they come in mm. to see the naturopathic doctor to learn about supplements. And I want to talk about their mindset. And sometimes it's not always, it's not, you know, like it's not the right time right. and place. And sometimes people, for whatever reason, is like, I just want to know what supplement to take. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fair. Um, so, so to kind of like separate the two, I decided to start a new personal development company where I will be doing a lot of um, kind of stress management, coaching, mindset coaching, and then obviously also creatrix, um, as well as productivity training. And so I'm very, very excited um, that we just came up with the name for <laughs> this company. And so I'm going to share it with you. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's going to be called The Joy Avenue. I, yeah, I quite like it. Um, and so it's kind of, it's, it's all about that, that mission that I shared with you, which is, is helping women prioritize their happiness as much as their success. So everything in there is going to be all about, um, all about that, helping women be both happy and successful, uh, whatever that means for you. So um, definitely have, you know, Creatrix on there, um, other programs, but I'm looking to my vision and I'm putting it out to the universe by sharing it now. Um, <laughs> that I will be doing things like um, a, a planner, that's mm -hmm. like a productivity planner, but it will be very much be focused on building both happiness and success. Um, I'm going to be doing like hopefully featuring some artwork from people that if they're keen on writing inspirational things or whether painting or whatever it is, and that'll be featured on there, hoping to be able to do some community outreach for um, youths and girls. Um, and then kind of like different other little projects that I have, as long as it fulfills the criteria of helping women achieve both happiness and success, then I want to partner up with it and, oh, and do it. That's so exciting. Yeah. Congratulations Thank on your, you. your new venture. Thanks. So I'm, I'm, really, I'm venture. really, really, really pumped about it. And uh, yeah, so we'll see lots of ideas kind of floating, but you know, sometimes I get too excited about the ideas and I got to like pick the ones I really want right. to focus on and, right. and, and get there. But yeah, that's awesome. So I will make sure to share all of that valuable information um, with everybody in the show notes um, as you unfold it. So, so stay, if you're listening, um, you'll be able to connect with Ellen and ideally be able to, to experience the Joy Avenue. How fabulous. Thank you. Thanks so, for letting me share that. <laughs> oh, of course. I, Thank you so much uh, for being here with me today and for walking me through some, th this was an amazing conversation and, and I really tapped into some stuff that I hadn't thought about in a while. I'm very grateful. 
very grateful to have you in my world. And the more of us out here um, encouraging women to prioritize their happiness, to focus on that inward sense of control and, and, and to acknowledge that um, success isn't, uh, you don't have to negate your happiness as mm-hmm. a result. Mm-hmm. I, I think the, the better, the more voices that we can give to this. Absolutely. Um, the the better the entire world will be. So thank for you sure. So much. Well, thank you for for inviting me and having you know giving me the space to share everything. And I wanted to to before we sign off, I wanted to give you a shout out because your um, hundred women on fire event was phenomenal. So if anybody <laughs> listening to this and you haven't been to one of Dion's weekend. It's not a seminar event experience. Experience, Um, yes. You you need to sign up the next time she does it because it was it was super well run and having to navigate doing all of that change because I'm sure you intended on doing it in person, right? um, And then to navigate all the change to get it on virtual and to have it run the way it did with all the things that you planned out that day was was beautiful. Well, really well done. Thank you. And thank you for that. And so if anybody is listening and they're interested in connecting um, and to be connecting directly with this podcast. So I have developed um, as part of uh, a big transition during COVID, I developed a space called the Awesomeness Academy, where you can actually go in and check out this podcast episode and comment and connect with people who are also listening to the episodes and wanting to engage in discussion. So it's a great discussion platform that is in a safe space because we're all in that place together. So um, for anybody who who wants to learn a little bit more, check out a few more episodes, then head over to theawesomenessacademy.com. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you, Ellen, for being here. Have a great day. You too. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness.